Thanks for listening to GYST. You're listening to Get Your Shit Together with Adina and Diane, a digestible health and fitness show for women. Real quick, the content of this podcast is intended for general information only and is not medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Chat with your healthcare provider before making changes. Okay? Okay, cool. I think they got it. Let's jump right into this week's episode. Hello. Hello. Look at us. We're here. We're here again. <laughs> and so is Doug. Look at Aww. that. Now that we have video on and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Tata view. <laughs> the Tata's... It's hot with these headphones on, okay? But Doug is here. He He's on quiet mode. I put him on quiet mode for the recording here. <laughs> Let's see how it lasts. Let's see if Ori stays on quiet mode because he mm-hmm. has been playing games. His little nap. Um, my son, who was consistently going to bed at 7 p.m. and just putting himself to sleep, being so cute, all of a sudden decided that 7 to 8.30 is a nap. Nap time. Great, great. And <laughs> last night I was coaching inside the STHH club, and he woke up and he just joined. was partying downstairs, like cooing and giggling away <laughs> till like 10 p.m., <laughs> It's like when you fall asleep on the couch watching a show and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm dead tired. Then you get to your bed and you're like, I'm not. (laughs) I saw a tweet and it said, oh, I'm so tired. I better go to my bed. And then your brain, when you're in your bed, she's not. She's not tired, actually. She's really not. It's party time. Um, Okay, so we do have video now. But Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this before we upload it, we still have not gotten our videos uploaded. So we have video for the last three episodes. But it's not uploaded yet. And there were a couple of you cuties in our DMs who heard us talking about how we have video now. And you were like, where can I find <laughs> the video? So it'll be available soon. We're just getting our act together with some. Our workflow is a little bit different now. But I did yeah, notice when I was. It's a big file. Like, yes. A really big file. Yeah. And I did notice while I was editing the episode that, like, I do have to be more conscious of my facial expressions now. And also like if i want to cut something from the audio like it's just a whole new mess it's where if i cut something basically props to us yeah to for being amazing <laughs> yeah and um you know how else you can support our efforts is to to leave a review a little review it costs you nothing but a couple minutes on apple Podcasts would be great leave us a five-star review i should clarify mm-hmm. if you have yeah. anything less you know keep it to yourself maybe dm us <laughs> Yeah, we love those in the DMs. Don't be stingy with your five stars, but that would help us. So, yeah, things are going. I also told Adina, with the video now, maybe we have show and tell. Like, I can finally show you some things, like lunch that I'm snacking on. Or this fanny pack. The people who are just listening can hear it. It's almost done. Okay, so it's inside out. So this is a little visual treat for the YouTube girlies. I'm going to eventually turn it inside out. This will be the... This will be the outside. Look at those pretty Aww, florals I and like on brand almost. And I had leftover happy little fruits from when I made my first quilt. So it's going to be a crossbody, a fanny pack. So cute. No Etsy, but maybe TBD. We'll see. I don't have anything to show and tell. I mean, I guess. Your muscles. My muscles or my pelvis is always nearby. <laughs> wow, Adina, put your pants on. <laughs> She's like Winnie the <laughs> Poohing over here. You know, um, you know that office episode. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like a Muppet Baby's tattoo? <laughs> so good, so good. And the well, best line what... ever is in that sequence when uh, Andy doesn't get what they're all doing, and he's like, "I am now cutting off Phyllis's head with a chainsaw." <laughs> rim bim bim. Yes. Rim bim 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 bim. bim. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> what have you been consuming? What have you been watching? Okay, um, not so, so fun, but a good character story. We've been watching the Arnold duck. Arnold. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. Muscle man? Mm-hmm. The governator. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been watching the Arnold duck on Netflix, and we're two episodes in. I honestly feel like we could stop there because... You know, the you first know. episode was my flavor with all the like bodybuilding career stuff. And the second episode was Donnie's flavor with his movie career. So now we're up to the politics and it's like, 
it's interesting, <laughs> but I don't know if I need to watch it. <laughs> Do I want to be stressed? But yeah. hold on. This is related. Have you seen the videos of RFK Jr. doing push-ups and Pumping bench press? I don't care yeah. how y'all feel about him, all right? You cannot deny that he is a muscle man. Yeah, we could really Those use pecs. a fit Prezi. <laughs> wow. I was impressed. Uh, so I showed it to Neil, and then we both dropped and did, like, 10 push-ups. I was like, do you know, that's that's pretty badass. The man mm-hmm. is 69. Is that right? We love to see it. Damn. I love all the comments on those videos that are like, Sleepy Joe could never. (laughs) (laughs) Poor man. (laughs) Oh, put him out to pasture. Anyway, not talking about politics. Um, What I'm watching over here, I don't want to watch anymore, but maybe I still will see it through because it has one more episode. You guys, I mentioned The Idol on HBO Max, the newest show, limited series, hopefully just limited to one season from Sam Levinson, the creator of euphoria which i did enjoy mm-hmm. this features the weekend and lily rose depp the weekend and it's just gotten sleazier and sleazier and i don't mind some nudity i don't mind some meowdity scenes <laughs> yeah but it's just gratuitous and it's slow and it, the plot is <laughs> diane blows raspberry yeah, that's my very advanced, my very sophisticated take. So not into it. What I was really, really into that I just finished a book. There's a book coming through for you. On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vong. One of the most beautiful books I've ever read. The prose, I feel like you say that about every book you ever read, but like, it's fine. No, no. There are some that get four, <laughs> like four stars. Um, I can be stingy with that fifth star when it comes to lit fic, liter- literary fiction. So he's a poet, and this was his first novel, and it is from the point of view, I think I might mention this last episode, point of view of a 28-year-old Vietnamese man writing to his illiterate mother, and you know she's never going to read it. How many of us have written like texts or letters we've never sent? But it's story of him coming out, of coming to America as an immigrant, racism, addiction, first love. But the writing in it is just so beautiful that I wanted to savor it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very evident that that he's a excellent poet and it's yeah. cool to see how his style translates to a novel. So I'm wondering if it's part autobiographical. So very beautiful. So I'll link that in the show notes too. If you're looking for a, a good, sometimes rip your heart out, read mm. in a good way. Sounds lovely. Yeah. Well, as far as food, what you got? Well, Okay, pretty boring around here, but if you're an OG listener of the show, you've heard me talk about Cacio e Pepe before. <laughs> so my Catch kids, your pepper? Yeah, my kids have been requesting it hard, so we finally got it going again, and it was delicious. Mm. When you put that hot pasta in the mm. skillet and get your Parmesan on there, or do you do Pecorino? Which one do you do? It was Pecorino this time. Mm. It's kind of just what we could get our hands on. But it was delicious, salty, peppery, pasta, you know. Those three things, beautiful. You know how pasta be. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I'm getting my appetite back after the last couple of weeks, um, but still feeling like I could use some inspiration, just kind of not loving our typical stuff. But I did start making this shrimp avocado salad. Yeah. Could have been ceviche, but there's something about doing a shrimp ceviche at home like I know lots of lime will solve it but there's always part of me that's like will it like do I trust myself so I cooked up some shrimp what were you gonna say oh no I was just gonna say that we got a text that um Manara put out their summer menu oh and Donna and I are like love. let's go tomorrow <laughs> yeah let's and please actually take a picture and send it to me so I can want to like book my next trip Monaro is the place we went in Tel Aviv twice everyone and they give you your own little loaf of bread oh it's delicious so this shrimp it's just shrimp avocado salad I got rid of like some sweet corn I had in the freezer and um what else do we add in there peppers tomatoes cut up lots of lime juice some roasted shrimp it was delish so kind of get that back trying to get that appetite back up and then this past weekend we went for a beach day and on a beach and boat day at a friend's Wait, house. Wait, you didn't tell me this, but I saw it on your story and I was so happy for you. I feel like yeah. you usually wait till the end, of the, till September to go to the beach. I do. I'm a procrastinator and I don't, 
I don't know what happens. Like I, at all of a sudden at the end of the summer, I'm like, oh shit, I haven't been to the beach, but please invite me to your pool or to your beach if you have one. So <laughs> actually it was Friday night. We were at the food trucks and um, a friend texted us and was like, hey, thinking of you guys, especially after like Huey passed away. And if you want to get out, then would love to invite you out and Doug too to the beach. So we went to their beach house and got on the boat met some new people just everyone was so sweet and we had some pulled pork butt and just soaked up the sun all day saturday safely Mm -hmm. and it was just what we needed honestly yeah that's so nice we've been doing a lot of beach Minnie Mm -hmm. recently just got obsessed with the waves and it's given me all the feels because me and my brother used to spend hours jumping waves when we were a kid just like so good so we bought her a boogie board and she's just been loving like jumping the waves and riding the waves so i've been spending a lot of time at the beach with her in the afternoons and i was facetiming with my parents and they're like intense aggressive intense about sun care and stuff and they're always like very nervous if you have sun color and my mom was like you have a lot of color like what can we do about that i was like what I live in the Middle East. <laughs> what do you yeah, want me to do whether about we like it? it or not? Yeah, yeah, I know people can fall on like one end of the spectrum or another. Maybe we should do another episode on that soon. Uh, for me, I'm like, if I'm doing retinol, if I am using some light acids on this, <laughs> this isn't going to be out in the sun unprotected all day. Neil did not bring his sun condom, as some of you have heard us talk about before, but <laughs> yeah, we stayed protected. <laughs> um, and let me just say that a case for Lake Michigan, fresh, fresh water, not going to sting your eyes or feel weird if you accidentally swallow some of it. And um, there are no sharks. That's one of my <laughs> irrational fears. Just watching TikTok, I keep seeing like people booping sharks. <laughs> and so I'm a little scared of going in the shallow waters. Do you remember that video from a few years ago, that viral video of the woman talking about how the ocean is the shark's house? No, but I do keep hearing that in the comment section of these videos. Maybe people are referencing that video. It was like some really silly lady being like, don't go to the ocean. Like, that's the shark's house. You Chicken coming to my house, he on the plate. <laughs> yeah, he's on the plate. And definitely don't go into a little tin can. Um, submersible. Don't do Mm-mm. it. No, ma'am. Don't well, you know what you do should it. do? Since I know we're, we're chatting away here, we could chat about sharks and, and ocean stuff all day. But you should be eating breakfast. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> so that's the meat, the potatoes, the eggs of this episode. And maybe you're thinking like, duh, yeah, 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 I know. But how many of y'all still not doing it? Hmm? Forget about still not doing it. Like that's a whole nother class of people. But there are people who think they're eating breakfast and... They very are not. <laughs> they very are not. And this is all like a love and a shove, as we've been saying recently. Like Sometimes you need a love and a shove, or you need some of our like grandma energy, some of my Lola energy to be like, did you eat? So next time you think you're going to intermittent fast, or just have a granola bar or a coffee with collagen, or just a coffee, and call that breakfast. No, ma'am. So we're going to talk in this episode about common scenarios, DMs that we get from people and things that we see on new client food journals, some common assumptions around breakfast, healthy breakfasts that you may, or I'm using air quotes, people who are not They can see them now. (laughs) Some of you can see them. We're gonna talk about healthy breakfasts that are not a complete breakfast. And we'll talk about just why it is so important, why we don't get down with things like intermittent fasting, especially for our cycling ladies, not our spin bike ladies, our ladies who wanna have a good cycle, you know. Mm -hmm. most of you and we'll talk about the process that we go through with clients to not only build a better breakfast but build better metabolism juicy hormones those things that people say they want right those things that we need for a beautiful healthy resilient body so oh yeah is that the gist of it there it is that's the gist I think that this is one of those that some of you need to hear over and over and over again. Like recently, I put up a picture on my Instagram stories of my breakfast made out of five eggs. And I said, this is my breakfast and it is five eggs. And some of you, you know that TikTok trend that's like, 
here are some things that will send millennial girls into a coma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or it's always like, yeah, people use that for different trends that will send mm-hmm. my American boyfriend into a coma. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that's what happened. Cause a lot of you uh, were in my question box being like, I can only eat one egg and then I feel like I'm gonna die. Right. And maybe some of you feel that way and thought, well, I'm listening to my body and all it needs Mm -hmm. is an egg or a smoothie. And that's where I want to stop. And we are advocates, too, of, yes, listening to your body, but let's heal it. Mm -hmm. Let's give it the fuel that it needs, because if you're listening to your body and you're doing that and also feeling things like mid-morning crashes, like you are tethered to your caffeine, your coffee, whatever that may be you have missing or irregular periods, you have difficult periods, your metabolism is slow. This is a huge prerequisite to doing any of the advanced moves that we talk about, whether that's testing or getting super granular in like your supplement routine. So Mm -hmm. yeah, if you push play on this, or maybe you're like, what am I going to learn that's new here? I'm more advanced. Let's come back to basics. Yeah. And also, oh my God, so many things came into my head while you were saying that. Okay. Number one. Yeah. Like if you're eating one egg, but you're doing your like athletic greens in the morning, like back it up, baby. (laughs) Unsubscribe from those. (laughs) Okay. That's first of all. Second of all, love that point about listening to your body. There are prereqs to being able to listen to your body in this day and age. And I think it's really important to hear that because it's still trendy out there to be like, intuitive eating like this is Mm -hmm. the best way to not be stressed about your eating especially if you have disordered eating history and yes that can be complicated and we want to get you to a point where you can listen to your body but it is really not that simple and we covered that a lot in our episode is it diet culture are you being a little beach go listen to that one if you have not if you're brand new to the show that is such a good episode to start with Mm -hmm. because there really are prereqs there. It takes a lot to understand the signals that our body is sending us. Um, another episode we did around this was our cravings episode, which was yes. really good breaking down what your cravings are trying to tell you about your body. So I would go listen to those two if this is a conversation that you feel very strongly about. But another thing you said I really wanted to touch on is hang on. Let me try to remember. You were talking about... I'm impressed you remember that much. I know. That was pretty good. I was like, how can I listen to her, but also try to remember that I want to say these things? <laughs> A notepad. Okay. So Diane was saying how maybe you are eating these things, but you're also feeling XYZ crappy symptoms. But maybe you're eating these things and you think you feel good. So you haven't decided to audit those things because you think that your digestion is fine or you think that your period's mm-hmm. kind of fine. But here is the thing. You don't know how freaking good you can feel if you are used to feeling like shit all the time. So how many times have we had that experience with clients where they come into our containers, they start working with us, they're going through cause reset, they're going through the modules, they start implementing some of the food changes, they start implementing some of the digestive support, and you get that message like five weeks in where it's like, I didn't realize how bloated I was, or I didn't yes. realize how constipated I was. Like that verbatim, I've had a few that come to mind, one who was like, uh, I didn't think I was bloated, like I didn't list that in my concerns, I didn't put that down on my nutritional assessment questionnaire when I started RCR. And Mm -hmm. then I realized how bloated I was when I wasn't anymore. Or I thought I was normal with my digestion because I'd poop like three times a week consistently. So I was told that's normal until I started going every day. Or I thought my cycle was all right because my doctor told me I can have one every 45 days. That's just normal for me. Stupid. (laughs) Not them, the doctor who told them that, whoever told them that. And she started getting it every 30 days predictably, easily without pain like it can be so much better yeah. when we fuel our bodies right so i'm glad that you i'm glad you remember that yeah so, we get used to what we consider normal and then right not until we realize how good we can feel do we shift things and then yeah so maybe you're thinking these things are working for you but upon further examination 
you might be wrong. <laughs> yeah. So some common scenarios that we see in the DMs, we've already mentioned a couple of them, and maybe some of these are going to resonate. Let us know which one sounds familiar. So one, I don't have an appetite in the morning. Mm, I just one, don't have I, an appetite. I'm just not hungry. So I'll hear that so often. So I wait to eat. Another one, I can't eat more than two eggs without feeling sick. For some, it's can't eat more than one egg or just can't eat at all until maybe noon or so. Mm -hmm. So or, nauseous in the morning, especially in the summer. We did an amazing episode yes. last summer about summer appetite changes. Go back to that mm -hmm. one because we got some really great feedback about that. Sometimes when it gets hot out and all of a sudden your body's like, I don't want to do the work of digesting. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a lot. And that food is hot. So there's yeah. something to that. Wow, we have done a lot of episodes around these. So we'll link them for you. Another one that we'll hear is more on a, um, t is a terms of a time constraint complaint. And that is, I don't have time for breakfast. Maybe you are minding little people or everyone else's schedule, your work. And so you just don't have time. Or maybe you're someone who says that my medicine makes me not want to eat breakfast. So I'm just mm -hmm. not hungry. I don't have an appetite. Yeah. Those are probably the most common um, other assumptions or maybe things that you've been told is, oh, you just have a small appetite. Uh, that's just the medication working on you and it's supposed to dampen your appetite. I'm thinking of ugh, the recent Ozempic episode. Coming soon in pill form. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So let's dampen your appetite, but your, your nutrient needs, your mineral needs are still going to be the same. So we're just going to be depleting our tank even further. Not great. Yeah. Um, also, other assumptions. Skipping breakfast isn't a big deal, especially if I'm not hungry or trying, or if I'm trying to lose weight, of course I'm going to skip breakfast. And so if you're someone who's skipping breakfast in order to lose fat, to lose weight, we have episodes about that specifically as well. Yeah. Just don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Yeah. Even if you're trying to lose fat. But first and foremost, we want you feeling good. But let's talk first about what makes a healthy breakfast briefly, or I guess let's myth bust some mm -hmm. quote unquote healthy breakfast. So we kind of mentioned these at the top of this episode, but things like coffee and granola bar. Wait, let me just say breakfast. one thing. Yeah. If you are listening to this right now and we are calling you out take it as an invitation and think of it as an incredible opportunity to know that you have the space to up level in a major way like this one shift has changed the game for so many of our clients and i know you might think what you're doing is working for you or you might think this isn't the thing that's going to make the huge difference in my health but ooh, baby you might be wrong Yes, I'm glad that you jumped in with that because it's easy to just tear through here and yeah, may, you might feel a little called out with some of them, but it's an opportunity to add more. We're not focusing on taking away in this episode. We're talking about amping it up, making it work smarter, not harder for you. So these are some things that I'll routinely see on cl new client food journals that I would like to finesse a bit more. So coffee, maybe it's just coffee with collagen Maybe you got um, coffee in a granola bar on your way out the door. Other things that are really pretty and very popular, but not satiating would be things like acai bowl or a smoothie bowl or a smoothie, especially one that doesn't have protein powder in it, oatmeal, or even protein cereal. That's having a moment uh, for breakfast. Like you can now get your protein in this one bowl. Can you? Yeah. Let's pause right there. Just because something says protein on the front of the package doesn't mean it has adequate protein for a growing girl for breakfast. Like, please make sure that if you are using a packaged food item as a supplement to all of your real food animal protein items, that you are actually looking at the nutrition information and figuring out how many grams of protein per serving you are eating. Yeah, those servings are very small too. Yeah, like, like first of all, who's eating a third cup or two third cup of cereal? No one. Yeah, I think about um, more of the like powerlifting days for me where there was like the protein bars and the protein cookies. And like, if you actually Larry's, looked at did you it- eat those? But yeah. It's like, mm, is it six grams of protein in one of these? Like, 
this Even isn't if it was great. 13, that's not <laughs> enough, which we'll go into more in this show, um, in this show, in this episode. But yeah, proteins, it might say 13 grams per serving. Okay, that's still not enough. And also there's a matter of, is it protein that you are able to digest and mm-hmm. absorb? I see a lot of protein powders out there that are plant-based. And if you're someone who's dealing with gut stuff, you're bloated, you're crampy, you're gassy, you might notice that get even worse. And you're like, oh, well, I want something that is convenient, but that is also satiating and also doesn't taste like chalky shit because some of those bars are... I mean, Gross. you did the the lifting, like some of the lifting protein bar, protein cookies. Like we were playing ourselves thinking those were good. Right? I know. I used to eat um, Builder Bar. Was that the brand? I it think was I, like, I'm picturing a blue wrapper. Yeah, it was like a mint chocolate chip something or other. And it was very bad. <laughs> I saw you on the other hand making mint chocolate chip ice cream over the weekend. Yes. Have you made That's that recipe yet? I haven't, so I'm going to need yours, but mm-hmm. I would love to because I love that flavor. It's very simple. I'll tell you right now. Take our ice cream recipe before you combine the milk and cream with the eggs. Mm-hmm. Steep a whole bunch of mint leaves in the hot milk and cream mixture. Oh, that's it? And yeah, just steep it in there for like 15 minutes or so and then strain it and incorporate it with the eggs and sugar. Dang, I made my custard last night and I almost turned it into sweet corn ice cream, but I realized that I used all of ours up. I was going to like blend it up or steep the corn or boil it with the custard. But I do have enough cream, enough mint, like a whole bunch that I could do for a second batch. Of yes, ice cream. do that. And then you just yeah. chop up dark chocolate and mix it in. And that's mm. it. Ooh, so you're really just flavoring the milk base. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When we were at the food trucks on Friday, I sent Neil off to get ice cream while I held Doug and ate my tacos. And he came back with two like cups. They were small little cup, covered cups of ice cream. And he's go- he goes, there were two flavors that I thought you'd like. So I got both of them. Aww. Mint chocolate chip. And the other was um, peanut butter Oreo. Yeah, I so know. Mm, I know mint chocolate chip can be polarizing, but I think it is just so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be a good coconut milk base, too yummy Sorry, i've actually done that before so. i made um one of my friends have a, had a baby a couple of years ago and she loves mint chocolate chip and can't tolerate dairy so i did a coconut milk mint chocolate chip and it was really yummy what a friend what uh-huh. a great postpartum gift oh i'm great <laughs> well this is our ice cream episode <laughs> i so feel like a- we've had a lot of ice cream episodes <laughs> mm-hmm. just do a full dedicated ice cream episode um so those are some health quote-unquote, healthy breakfast that we'll see often. I mean, we can... Wait, wait, are we skipping any? Oh, I one more I really want to do. That we forgot? Who is uh-huh. it? Avocado toast with one fried egg on top. <laughs> if they give you an egg, that is a very popular cafe breakfast around yes. here. Like, no. great sourdough that's local, which we can get down with, but then mm-hmm. maybe one egg. Yes, ask them for four more. <laughs> Not a great balanced breakfast yeah maybe work your way up there we'll we'll cover that soon in this up so okay so breakfast most important meal of the day something that we probably all grew up hearing but Mm -hmm. but why but why is it so important especially when there are so many people even people like andrew huberman and some of these other big influencers who have information that i co-sign in other ways but they'll still be touting this gotta you gotta intermittent fast you gotta wait till Mm -hmm. noon so like, why are Wait we till your feeding window mm-hmm. <laughs> feeding wi- like <laughs> like i'm gonna unhinge my jaw like a snake at my feeding window and that's when i'll have all my food wait um, what did you eat for breakfast growing up have we ever talked about this no Ooh, i love this um mm-hmm. sunny delight orange juice oh, orange great. juice <laughs> i don't even know if it's juice it's all sugar or capri sun and then i would have Captain Crunch, because I like to cut my mouth open at breakfast. <laughs> so crunchy. So, oh, so crunchy. That's I can hear have. it now. I wish we had some for someone to just bite it into the mic. <laughs> yeah, ooh, ASMR. Or I would do pandasal. That's a Filipino um, roll. Uh, just basically bread, like a thick roll. And I would heat it up in the toaster oven and put Jif, specifically Jif peanut butter <laughs> nice. over it until it melted. Oh, wait, I'm so glad you mentioned it. Let's just say this loud and clear for everyone out there on Instagram. Um, can we stop calling nuts 
a high protein food. <laughs> Guys, nuts are like fat. They are not a protein. There's like a little There's bit of protein, protein in but them, but this is not a high protein food. Mm-hmm. Good luck pounding that to get your protein needs in the morning. Just no. I tried. That. I used to. Oh, I used to love the peanut. I still love peanut butter, but mm-hmm. I'm not pounding a bucket of it. That's for sure. <laughs> um, what was yes. your breakfast growing up? So, like, I'd be running out to catch the bus, and I would take with me a, a Nutrigrain bar. Mm-hmm. You know, with like the blueberry jelly inside. Did you eat those yes. ever? Yeah, the fil- yeah, they're soft. Soft. They're so soft. And they'd like crumble in your pocket if you didn't get to it fast enough. Yeah. I mean, that was a Nature Valley. Nature Valley is just like, they should just sell them as dust. Yeah, that's the glitter of the granola bar world. <laughs> You'll find it everywhere. I still find it like in parents' car before. Oh, man. Yeah, Nutrigrain bar is so healthy. On your and- way to the bus. Yeah, just would eat that on the bus and feel great. <laughs> I think, did they come with two in the pack? Am I remembering that correctly? I think it was just one soft, limp. So soft. <laughs> soft bar. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I think Be that. hungry in a few seconds or sleep in your first hour of class. Yeah, not great. It was really not great. Yeah, um, that's the thing bag. I can remember most. I did also carry around a little baggie of um, dry... Curios dry quaker oatmeal squares ew also Wait. very crunchy what so was that homemade no you don't know the quaker oats oatmeal squares cereal it was uncooked no no it's like it's just very crunchy quakery yeah quaker oatmeal square oh oh did you have anything to wash that down no nope, just dry in a baggie my mouth feels so dry suddenly same i'm gonna take a sip of water real quick yeah everyone take a sip of water tell us what your childhood breakfast is i'm so curious or did you have oh my god was... wait, wait can we do a call for this on instagram yes making a note that one of my favorite question boxes i ever put up was what was a, a food that you loved at a kid that you realized was pretty weird and fucked up now um yeah people sent some very interesting things so send us something funny I'm trying to think if I have any of those. But yeah, those are my breakfast of choice. And then obviously, if you've heard my story on the podcast, after I went to that GI doctor, I started eating a lot of fiber one in a baggie with no milk. <laughs> Just like strands of fiber Dry. one in a baggie. Ew. Oh, man. Well, I, th- I think I definitely would choose my breakfast, childhood breakfast over that one. Yeah. I did have milk in my, my cereal. Um, yeah. So so why is breakfast so important? Why is it so important? We want you to have breakfast if you want to have a healthy, fiery, faster metabolism, a more balanced metabolism that's more flexible. Also, more balanced blood sugar. We don't want you dysregulated and crashing half an hour to an hour after you have your breakfast. It's also going to do numbers for your mood by having more stable blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Huge. Yeah. Focus also. Like You don't even know how much your blood sugar is controlling. And I know it's trendy to talk about blood sugar. And if yeah. you heard us on our data, that's dumb episode. And we talked a little bit about people tracking their blood sugar and what kind of conclusions they're coming to. I think like there's just this aggressive push to lower blood sugar on all accounts. And part of that is cutting out carbs. And part of that is intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. That's not where we want to be. Like our blood sugar can rise and fall. We just need to have the tools to actually use the sugar and to balance it out after we see a spike. Um, Obviously, you know, within reason. But something that I think actually can be helpful, not like you don't need, you know, a A tracker. glucose monitor. (laughs) Yeah, you don't need something to track this to tell you. But I've seen it a lot with clients and something we talked about just now if you are having coffee as your breakfast, even if you're putting all the add-ins, you know, the powders, the fat, like it, it's, it sounds on paper like it should be balanced. You know, you're doing a bunch of scoops and there's like 30 grams of protein in that cup of coffee. I have noticed with clients that that just doesn't work. Like you, you just need to chew in the morning, even no. if there's well, 30 grams of protein. Right? Yeah. Smoothie or coffee. It's 
they all report, especially when they've tried the breakfast smoothie, I still yeah. am missing something. Yeah. That act of chewing. Yeah. It's like, it can be a supplement. It can be a grab it in a pinch or in a season where it's really not feasible, but Snack. it just doesn't balance the blood sugar the way that like a breakfast chewing meal does, you know? Right. Yeah. I would co-sign that completely. And I think it's also big right now to talk about blood sugar or um, focus or lack of focus. And I really am curious if you are someone who does struggle with focus, with mental clarity, with motivation to get through your work, through your inbox, I wonder how much better and focused you'd feel if you at least commit to trying some of the principles we're talking this episode in terms of upping your breakfast, amping that up. So it can make a difference. There can be other things at play there, of course, with your focus. But if you are working against chronically dysregulated blood sugar, you're not eating, you're not fueling yourself, you're really not giving yourself a chance in terms of improving your focus. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So other things, other things. Yeah. Energy, right? We talk about if you are not having abundant stable energy throughout the day yes there's days where you're where you will be tired but we don't want to hear this like sob story of like oh i'm 30 and now i'm just a zombie through my day and you know like i'm up in the middle of the night with my kid multiple times and look at me functioning and training and running a business and doing all the stuff i gotta do like we should be able to access stable abundant energy even when we're 30 30. (laughs) yeah yeah just because you're aging does not mean that it is a ride to being exhausted and in pain so as far as the final thing and the most important thing here is at breakfast we want to see a minimum of 30 grams of animal protein at Mm -hmm. breakfast that might feel like a tall order if you're used to one egg well, just well, let's clarify that for them because we did do this on a recent episode, but I yeah. think someone needs to hear it again. One egg will get you six grams of protein, probably. So, where are the other twenty-four grams of protein coming from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from where? Oh, we can't. If we want to talk about revving the metabolism, we also can't talk about that without mentioning eating breakfast is going to be so important for healthy thyroid function Mm -hmm. as well. So if you are someone who has diagnosed thyroid conditions or you know that you're kind of sluggish, it's working a little slow right now, you must, must, must be eating breakfast. Yeah. Or maybe you're someone who was always told your labs were normal (laughs) because all they were running was your TSH and you've just been walking through the last five years with a thyroid problem you didn't know you had, but Mm -hmm. your fingers and toes are always freezing, your libido is in the toilet, you have quote-unquote exercise intolerance, (laughs) you feel like you can't exercise without not being able to recover and just like needing to lie down on the couch for five days. So thyroid is a huge player, huge player that is not being given the attention that she deserves and you know what she really loves animal protein lots and lots of animal protein breakfast yeah specifically animal protein it's easier to digest and to absorb so that part is key now what if you're someone who's listening to this like well i like 30 grams of protein that is a tall order i can barely get through that one to two eggs in the morning so if that is you That is your body saying that it needs some help with digestion, digestive function specifically, and metabolism. So it can take some time. So if you're listening to this like, all right, tomorrow I'm going to make myself a five egg omelet. But (laughs) Did you see that on my stories? (laughs) Yeah. Like what? Don't go from zero to a hundred or zero to five and then feel nauseated, rapidly gain weight, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you've been doing that for a long time, not eating much protein, not eating more than one egg, it's not going to feel comfortable to go right to five eggs. Yeah. Our bodies are amazing. Our metabolism and our digestion are incredibly adaptive to our environment, to our situation. So if you have been spending your life eating 
one egg for breakfast or zero eggs for breakfast, like a, you know, 100 calorie granola bar, then your body has downregulated function to only be able to digest and metabolize 100 calories for breakfast. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're not going to sit here and count calories and talk about calories very much, but calories are energy and our body has to work to metabolize the calories that we eat and the food that we bring in. So if we have chronically been suppressing our metabolism by lowering our food intake, our metabolism and our digestive function downregulate. Function. Yeah, it all downregulates to accommodate that. If you haven't asked your body to digest 30 grams of animal protein in the morning, it's going to be like, I'm not working overtime. Like, I, who we're going to pay all these people to just sit around and wait for you to eat an egg? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I love this analogy. Yeah, they're like, no, we'll just work with what you give us and then we're checking out. That's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, so we want to slowly work our way up there. So what what's the gal to do? What are the steps? What's the gal to do? <laughs> what are the steps for not only increasing your breakfast comfortably, but also increasing your food intake, fueling your tank in the morning and the rest of the day so that you can have better digestion, smoother, regular digestion, better cycle and faster hot metabolism all of those things sounds yes. so good sign me yeah. up <laughs> who doesn't want those things so here is your five-step framework for increasing digestive function and boosting your metabolism mm, sign me up sign me up step one you're going to audit your current routine mm. yes even if you think like i kind of know what i had for breakfast how many of us can recall what we had for breakfast two days ago. I can't. So I can because I've been eating the same thing for the last year. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, I probably could. Well, I think I was at brunch the other day. But either way, <laughs> you can say that you know what's up. But if you think of, okay, the timing of your lunch, what you had there, your dinner, what did your full day of eating look like five days ago? Most of us wouldn't be able to recall. So what you can do is start a food journal. It doesn't have to be fancy thorough you don't have to meticulously track this is something that i have all of my clients do whether that's the root cause reset my course or through one-on-one -on -one, because this really helps us look at an overview of our routine look for patterns it's difficult to be objective too if you're looking at your own so this is where a professional's eyes can help you find those opportunities those growth opportunities oh in yeah your day yeah, it's it's so important because we can't come up with the best plan to get you to that point of increased digestive function, boosting metabolism, endless energy, good thyroid function, good cycles, if we don't really know your starting point. Mm -hmm. And it is easy to lie to yourself if you're auditing your own food journal and you're just going through the motions of it and jotting things down and and um, editing yourself in the process. <laughs> Making it look more aspirational. Or sometimes, I always say this before I send a one-on-one -on -one client the journal template or their form, and I say, I don't want to see a perfect ideal day. I want to see what your day looks like now. So when you are tracking this, whether we're working together or you want to start one for a few days on your own is to just kind of make notes analog style or in your phone, your notes app, and at least doing maybe quantities roughly. You don't have to yeah. measure them, but information about brands is helpful. I'll tell clients that too, because something that I saw in a recent food journal, they described themselves as advanced. Like we've been bringing attention to the sourcing, the quality of our food for a while, which is awesome. But then I looked at their food journal and they listed a yogurt and I looked that up and the bread was okay, but it was like we were talking earlier, the serving that they had was like 13 grams of protein. They didn't have any carbs. And then I noticed that they noted felt exhausted a couple hours later. They also had a workout between their next meal. So that was just something that they didn't, weren't really thinking about. Like they yeah. came in with best intentions, but it's easy to overlook some of those opportunities. Yeah, and something that I love also, I used to do this with my clients who writing stuff down felt 
really intimidating and put up a barrier and like they kept not submitting their journal, not submitting their journal. So then I would just encourage them to take photos of what they ate throughout the day. And sometimes that actually works better because you can't lie in that picture. Yeah, like so I'm like seeing the scale, exact maybe. quantity. Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally. Actually, now that you mention it, that is maybe going to be some homework in a maybe workshop. If you're interested in accountability and building healthy habits, might be doing something next month where you can Ooh. get some professional eyes on your journal. And yeah, I like the, the photo move too, just also for giving people ideas for breakfast, but um, it's a nice way to see at a glance what's on your plate. Yeah. And it can also help you moving forward too. That's so awesome. That's going to be really fun, that workshop. Um, yes. But it can help you too moving forward because you start to be able to really visualize what X amount of protein looks like, what X amount of carbs looks like. So it makes it easier mm -hmm. to build your plate moving forward because you're not just looking at, okay, this is 30 grams written down. Like that might not translate for you if you're a visual person and then you're going to exactly. be moving forward without tracking. So I think Diane's upcoming workshop is going to be an excellent resource for you if you want to learn how to build those plates so that they'll support your energy metabolism digestion without tracking. <laughs> totally. I mean, we have called out 30 grams here of protein just because that is one that we often see under consumed with women that we work with. But yeah, neither of us have people meticulously tracking using MyFitnessPal. I know that can be something that people spent time with in years past. We want to move away from that and really train your coach's eye, your nutritional therapy practitioner coach's eye. That's a mouthful. Um, when you are out in the real world with your plate, building your meals. And so that workshop that I'll have coming up, we're taking pieces of Root Cause Reset, uh, my signature course, where we are learning how to audit our food, learning like, okay, one palm or um, a fist of chicken breast, like how much do you need to feel good and adjusting it based on your activity and your goals is really helpful. Yeah. So the next step, step two, is to add nutrient density. So I like this approach better than thinking of what can I cut out immediately? What can I eliminate and avoid? So we're thinking about what we can add to our routine to add more nutrition, to add more energy ultimately so that we can have a better, more consistent energy throughout the day. So I love this add? so much because it's so common on the internets for just the fear mongery in the health space of like you gotta stop eating this and you gotta stop eating that and we've talked about things that don't serve your body very well but focusing on filling up your plate with the things that are truly supporting the processes in the body that we're trying to support will go such a longer way but again a place where it really helps to have an expert in your corner because you can easily go too fast and end up with digestive issues, incredibly excessive weight gain, which we talked a little bit on our last episode. It's really a delicate balance to start introducing nutrient density without largely tipping your body's capability to digest and metabolize those foods because some of us maybe came from a very low calorie, maybe very low fat template if we weren't really consuming animal protein, if we were avoiding dairy, if we were avoiding butter, and then all of a sudden we hear, oh, meat and butter and potatoes milk. and milk and cheese, they're all excellent for me, and ice cream, and then womp womp, we've got digestive issues and 90 pounds of fat that we've put on in half a year. Yeah, I think I mentioned last episode, I've had many DMs in the last year as things like dairy um, and so whether that's milk, cheese, ice cream, have had a moment and people start gaining weight quickly. Like, I'm really glad that milk is finally back in the spotlight. Like I remember those Got Milk commercials when we grew up and then they disappeared for years. That is the funniest thing ever. It was just like commercials for milk yeah and not any specific brand just <laughs> just milk, milk. Just, just just milk <laughs> so i'm glad that it's back but when we're talking about adding nutrient density yes i would love for everyone to get to a place where they can add cheese to their omelet or add milk milk to their coffee in the morning but just because it's having a moment doesn't mean that it's for you yet so 
when we're talking about adding nutrient density, maybe we're working on how can we bring that back successfully, slowly. So that is really important. I also have had a few people message me recently who were formerly or currently vegan or vegetarian, but they want to come over to the omnivore side, (laughs) which I love. But if they haven't had animal protein or much meat for five, 10 years, one of them said it's been 10 or 11 years for her, to go from that to adding sausage and a bunch of eggs to your breakfast probably won't feel comfortable. So um, I'm thinking of a couple of women who came through Root Cause Reset And they're like, I was vegetarian, but meat's just not sitting well. Like it just feels uncomfortable. We really worked on their digestion and in turn their metabolism. And now they are including all of those foods without consequences, without blowouts (laughs) or burping or bubble guts, which is really awesome. Yeah. Love it. So the next step, and this one is unique to nutritional therapy in the way that we work with clients, that is to add functional support. So mm-hmm. what I mean by that functional support is just things that make your your functions function better. I don't know what <laughs> else to put it more simply, but someone did say in my DM, she was like, you keep mentioning gut functional support. And what do you mean by that? So when we're talking about gut health and digestion, these are things that are going to make your gastric juices flow better. Uh, your bile to to digest and absorb your fat, which is if you're someone who's eating eggs, they're making you feel nosh, making you feel a little queeze. Uh, chances are your bile, it is not a flow in baby. So those are some things that we would want to work on when it comes to functional support. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think about a good analogy for functional support. The best thing I came up with is just like, it's kind of like crutches. Like if you have a bad ankle injury and you just need a little something to support you while you regain function at your ankle to be able to walk again till you can train again, you know, I think that it's, it's quite like that. Like it just gives your body a little bit support to help you. Props you up. Yeah. Digest the food so that you have the stamina for healing while you are slowly increasing metabolism and in turn digestive function will slowly improve as well so it is just kind of giving you that extra little support that you need while we build and repair all this other stuff totally and this is not something that i ever have or want for clients to have indefinitely Mm -hmm. there are some stronger supports that we might use during a healing phase while we're working on other things so like beyond functional support, maybe we're also soothing a really irritated tummy that's gone through heartburn every morning for the last few years, or Mm -hmm. we are working on bringing back foods that they haven't been able to tolerate for a while. So there are maybe some stronger supplements, lean and mean that we might have for a time. These are all things that we cover more in depth than root cause reset. But I also want to say that functional support is one of the big missing pieces that I notice when I Um, talk to people who tried some things on their own. Maybe they took some advice from influencers or fitfluencers on Instagram, or they're trying to put things together on their own and they're maybe just eliminating foods, like avoiding foods that don't feel good. I'm sticking to that one egg in the morning because that's all I can handle, or I'm not eating until 11 a.m. because my stomach hurts. And they're missing things that help make their stomach, their digestion work better. So want to get those uh those systems back online and this can be a great way to do that so functional support really helpful in a therapeutic healing phase yeah totally step four is to customize mineral support based on your htma Mm -hmm. on your hair and tissue mineral analysis we did a recent episode about this episode 89 if you want to deep dive about the test but why do we love the htma so much adina I think that this is a great opportunity to get customization that might be this missing piece that you didn't quite realize. I know that was my experience. Like when I was going through it with my eczema, pregnancy and postpartum with Abe, I was doing everything right, you know, but I was just missing some key nutrients and hydration for my skin was like yeah great 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 but like for my skin 
that my unique body was depleting at a rapid rate and go back to our HTMA episode to learn a little bit more about how this test can make you feel 100. But the thing about it is that we all have this unique fingerprint of how our body deals with stress. So peeling back the curtain on my specific mineral balance and then approaching that and tackling that in a very targeted way was a really key piece for me with my skin stuff. And so I think that if you haven't, definitely give thought to the idea of working with Diane to run your HTMA and get yourself a customized blueprint because we can get that digestion, that metabolism working so good for us if we have this little tweak of customization that can just make sure that we are approaching our body with the targeted tools that we need to deal with our stress. And again, don't hear that and think, oh, I skipped the basics, just run my HTMA and... That's why it's step four, Take right? some minerals, yeah. Because you need the other stuff. You need the foundations for this to be the hard hit that it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't just be focusing on your targeted mineral balance when you are eating two grams of protein for breakfast no yeah (laughs) no because you're just not getting any mineral deposits whatsoever if you're not getting breakfast in those scenarios so yeah we put we have customizing mineral support htma testing at step four for a reason always going to think about foundations certainly i've had some clients who did do a lot of those basics bringing up their baseline on their own and then they started with me with an HTMA, maybe other symptoms or were more complicated. Their symptoms were loud. As one of them recently said, she's like, oh, I started with HTMA because my symptoms were loud and I wanted that one-on-one experience with me. So that that's an option, but many of my clients will start with the basics and root cause reset. And then we're doing some finesse with the HTMA. It's also so lovely for anyone who's preconception in that preconception phase, they're thinking towards pregnancy in the next three, six months, or on the opposite end, I'll have clients who are in the postpartum season and that is a very nutritionally expensive time. And a lot of my postpartum clients, like they've worked with me through preconception, through pregnancy, and now they're like, let's finesse it. I know I have the food sourcing down, but I wanna know how to specifically support my body after baby took a lot of nutrients from me <laughs> there they go mm-hmm. bye <laughs> we're catapulting minerals into the into the universe into our babies <laughs> it happens <laughs> so step five movement community stress stamina and making this process sustainable for the rest of your life yep this is How so we- all the other stuff and Let's just say this is step five, but that doesn't mean that we wait until step five. This isn't necessarily, some of these aren't linear. We want to be moving. We want community. But the point here is this is how do you finesse your environment and the rest of your routine beyond your plate. Mm -hmm. To support the whole thing, to support that healing journey. I think the part of it that's step five is how do we make it sustainable for the rest of your life? Like take all those pieces. (laughs) And how do we put it together in a way that we can do this forever? We can do this. We can support our bodies no matter what the ups and downs are, no matter how stressy the season. We have the tools now and we have the foundation. So, I mean, to bring it back, like breakfast, that's the tool. (laughs) That's the tool to making it work for the rest of your life. And if you want to train late morning, you better be fucking eating breakfast. Yeah. Don't be tri- don't be lifting weights fasted. I don't care what that guy in your gym said or yeah. No, no. Promise me that you will eat something before Look me you in the drink. eyes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so just imagine us like staring you down if you try to pick up that kettlebell or that barbell without eating in the morning. <laughs> just yeah. slapping it out of your hand. Yeah, and if you're a person who um training has been like a real hang up for you, Maybe you have never found a way to train that feels fun and doable, approachable, sustainable, feels like it's actually getting you strong. You probably 
should get your booty inside of strength training for happy hormones if you have already done strength training for happy hormones keep and you feel like i felt so strong when i did that program and i just cannot figure out how to keep going like i can't figure out how to make training a regular part of my life you probably want to join the sdhh club my monthly membership because we got like-minded people in there they're going to encourage you hold you accountable i am going to put out great programming month after month that is approachable and sustainable and fun and so you're you don't doing have it to with, think about it. You just have to show up, which is oh, really yeah. nice. Yeah. And you can have people that are making you feel like you want to show up, which I think is so awesome. And I think sometimes that's really the missing piece. Like you can be listening to this podcast, you can be reading the books, but sometimes it just takes community. It takes joining Diane's workshop and putting a little skin in the game, you know, like get yourself on the hook and show up for yourself find a community of people that are going to make you feel like I deserve this for me and I want to show up. I want to support them and I want to support me. And it's this whole thing where like that rising tide lifts all the ships and all the cutie booty ships that are in there just start to level. (laughs) They start to level up their life. They start to train consistently and get strong. They start to understand how to audit their plates and they hold themselves accountable to build a plate with breakfast that makes them feel good throughout the day. You deserve breakfast, (laughs) boo-boo. Yes. Yes, you do. I mean, it's there's really something to community. I know so many of us, definitely two of us missed that the last few years. But also when you're working in, when you're in a community with a coach, you're surrounded not only by people who are like-minded, are growth-focused, that is huge, but also a coach who understands what you're going through and who can challenge you, give you the love and the shove that you need. This workshop is TBD, TBD, to be named. It is going to be early July, the one that I'm hosting. I haven't done one in a long time, but I was like, I want to do something fun in community, and it can be a nice little taste of accountability and what it's like to work, work together. So maybe you'll also walk away with some new recipe ideas and just starting your day a lot stronger. So I'm super excited about that. Also, um, when we're talking about how to make this sustainable for the rest of your life, we can't talk about that without mining our stress, stamina, our capacity. So I mean, we want to find a way for all of us to all of this to fit for you moving forward. So community, a huge, huge piece of that. But also, what are you doing while you're alone? What is part of your routine daily to relax? So for me, I love tapping. That is not only for stress release for me, but for transformation, reminding me that I'm that bitch. I can get get that breakfast cooked. I can get that (laughs) lift lifted or whatever it may be. So tapping meditation. But that's definitely got to pee a piece is what are you doing for your stress release and for your mental peace yeah i think all in all we can write the perfect plan for you we can write it but if you can't execute it and you can't make it sustainable it's pretty useless like we can tell you what a good balanced breakfast is but if you're not showing up to the conversation and sharing well why is there a hang up for me why isn't it feasible for me to make the ideal plate that you're describing and you know have a coach like diane in your corner who can help you figure out within the constraints of your life what is an option that can still work that is doable that still hits the buckets that still gets me feeling great throughout the day and i can write the best program in the entire world. Yeah, I can. I'm really, really good at it. (laughs) I've been doing this for so long. I've been refining it for so long. But at the end of the day, if it's not a plan you're going to do, it's useless. It's not changing your life. It's not boosting your metabolism. It's not making you strong forever. Like, as Brittany says, you better work. Was it you? Is it Brittany? Or is that RuPaul? It's Brittany. Well, Brittany said, you you better work, bitch. Yeah. Maybe RuPaul says you better work. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're looking for that good, better, best. And you know, we mentioned a lot of a lot of things in this episode. 
if you are someone who wants to snag one of my one-on-one spots that I'm opening for July, want to get into those secrets that are in your hair, get that HTMA done, get a custom approachable plan, I've opened a few spots for July. And then after that, if you want a taste of accountability and community, then that is where the workshop would be for you. Um, I'm thinking it might be something like gut health summer camp, something summer, I don't know. We'll see, but there will be a workshop coming up soon. It's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. So I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, eat your damn eggs, unclench your beehole, and we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. I think we love yes. you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the GYST podcast. As always, your ratings and reviews mean the world to us. If you enjoyed this episode, take a second, take a little screenshot, throw it up on your Instagram story, and tag us so we can thank you properly for sharing this show with other women that it might help. See you next week. We love you. Bye.